heavy track today. Yeah, not vibing risky lettuce, getting sinker vibes. I don't know, says on the Tab app she's firming. Don't just vibe it, get expert tips in Tab's new race feed. Tab, we're on. What are you really gambling with? Racing Pulse heads to the weekend, finding you plenty of winners. On Racing Pulse, it's Gator's Game Plan. All the pens are poised, ready for Gator to find us all the Cox Plate winners for this weekend. David Gately, good morning to you. Very good morning, Michael. Well, let's start with the King. Let's start with the highlight of the weekend because there is no doubt it is a a brilliant edition of this year's Cox Plate. In uh, recent history, six of the last eight favourites have won the Cox Plate. Of course, four of those were Winks. Um, but this looks an open edition uh, with any number of chances. Who have you landed on this Saturday? Yeah, look, I, I agree with you. I think, um, you know, it's very easy to make probably a, almost an equal uh, case with your sixth or seventh pick as your top pick. It's that sort of race. And um, I've noticed that on socials in the last couple of days. And, you know, the uh, the cases are really strong. And there'll be a way to find out that I'll race for the greatest two minutes in sport on Saturday. And, Look, I'm going to stick with Romantic Warrior. Um, you know, obviously he was beaten first up in the Turnbull. Chased a fast speed. Despite that, he was keen and obviously just too fresh. And they reported that uh, pre-race. Um, hopefully he's made enough improvement because I think the bottom line is if they all run to their best, he'll win. So um, that's the theory I'm working on. So I've got him on top. I do think Fangirl is over the odds and a danger. Um I'm looking through her dry track record and you can argue she probably should be eight from ten. You know, in a couple of those wins, she probably should have beaten Animo with even luck. And uh, I've got no reason to doubt her at 2,000 metres. Uh, look, you can make, as I say, a great case for Gold Trip, Victoria Road, um, Alligator Blood, Brightside and the three-year-olds. Great contest it is. Well, there's a couple of SMSs which you've just answered the questions. Gator, what's your thoughts on... Fangirl getting a strong 2,000 metres is one of those. And I suppose the, the question is going to be what the what the tempo and the brutality of the race is. Usually it is a high, intense contest, the Cox Plate. How do you see the speed on Saturday? No, I'm expecting, uh, yeah, a proper tempo, uh, no doubt. Um, I don't think from what alligator blood was able to absorb in the underwood they'll be fearsome of the 2040 anymore um and you know i think his best chance of success is to make it a, a proper test of his so the last four times he's clashed with mr brightside he's come off second best um but some of those have been really slowly run races and what he did last time was as i say chase that ridiculous speed with that horse over racing and absorbed that and, and was one of his better wins ever. So I think they'll be looking at that and, and know they want to make it a proper test. So I think that's what it'll be. Um, and look, they had similar doubts. All the ratings experts on Winx's first Cox play, didn't they, at 2040? And uh, it seemed to be wrong. I'll run through a couple here. There's a few SMSs. Gator, how do you rate the three-year-olds, especially militarise? Look, I've been a big three-year-old fan in the race over the years. I tipped all too hard. Um, thought he was excellent. He just couldn't hold off Ocean Park. Tipped so you think. Um, tipped Castelvecchio to run second to Luz Grishir. Look, I, I think that they... I always want to include them. Um, I'm a big militarised fan. The knock on the three-year-olds this year is... It's just rating down a fraction, A. 
and B, there just isn't much between them over the line every time they race. So, look, I think they're both really competitive without winning. SMS, was Gold Trips run tougher in this year's Caulfield Cup than last year? Does that concern you if it is heading into a Cox Plate? Great question. Um, so I don't know if you still give an award for best question, but this is, this is important, I think. Last year's Caulfield Cup was a low-rating addition, blanket finish, um, moderate tempo. This year's Caulfield Cup, high-rating addition, very fast speed from start to finish, and he had to carry the weight all the way around. So, look, um, history says it's not easy, 2,500 back to 2,000 in a week, but he did exactly that last year and ran really well. So I'm not worried about that from his perspective because he's got his own profile, right? But I think the fact that it was a much stronger test um, is going to be a possible challenge for this horse, yeah. Uh, Izaki too old to be in the top three in this year's Cox Plate, or do you still give the old boy a chance? Well, I don't think his birth certificate's relevant. I think what's relevant more so is he's just not racing as well. So the reason for that is probably he's a year older or two years older than when he was a hot favourite for this race and scratched on race morning. And um, So, you know, just like uh, yeah, Gary Ablett, if he came back and played, he'd probably still get a kick, but... He wouldn't be the same player. So um, I have to risk him as a winning hope. Give us your top three. No, make it top four in this year's Cox Plate. All righty. So Reasons Outline, Romantic Warrior. Reasons Outline, Fangirl. Uh, my third top rater is Gold Trip. Um, and my fourth top rater is Victoria Road. I know many are tipping him. Um, and look, I think he can win the race. I just, I'm looking at Buckaroo and that's the horse he crossed the line with and I'm using that as my guide, which can be fraught with danger, but uh, I thought Buckaroo was just okay in the King Charles. Yep. Um, that's the Cox Plate. That could easily have been the long division race this weekend because yep. it is so deep. But what race is your long division this weekend? Yeah, look, I'm going to go with the Crockett Stakes, which is the Phillies race. It's race four, the Valley, and um, there's a few different uh, L- uh, angles here. Obviously, I've got Shiva coming off a terrific win, ridden a bit differently, ridden colder. She seemed to relish that. Inhibitions is flying, but deep into the prep. So, look, we saw that with Viviane last week. They just can't start forever. Cigar flick. I think there's a good roughie in it, in right to party. Um, she's seven weeks between runs off a cardiac arrhythmia. Mumbai Mew, still not sure where they're running, but they should let us know by race time. Um, and uh, Fluzy. So a lot of hopes, a lot of angles, a terrific contest. Who'd you land on? Look, I just thought at the value, uh, right to party was there to run really well. If it's a level playing field, um, a leader's track would hurt her. But, um, yeah, I'm, uh, I've landed on her in an even race, but it certainly won't be solo in the uh, early quarter. Who's your D-Day horse this week? D-Day. Uh, I'm going to go with Fireburn um, in Sydney, and I think she's going quite well. The excuses last time, back and wide, um, and... Uh, I thought ran okay given the pattern. The run price, she was two links off a horse called Fangirl. So the last time she was in Queensland, she beat Renaissance Woman, who's much shorter in the betting than her. So, look, I think she's a good hope from a good draw, but it is time to stand up. Uh, what price does she go to? Oh, what a great question. You're the one with the computer in front of you. Uh, well, um, what race is she? I'm trying to find her. 
All right. You normally give that. that information out. Well, I'm that sort of guy sometimes, but um, clearly not today. All right. Uh, uh, she's uh, nine fifty. She's in the Craven, which go. is race six. Nine double figures. So nine dollars yeah, fifty. Double figures. All right. Yeah, no, I think at, it's value. I think she's there to run well each way, yep. Out to 1,800 metres uh, after the 1,900 metre run last start. Uh, just quickly, I want to whip through the other one of these, and then I've uh, got SMSs galore to ask you questions. <laughs> this week's Night Watchman. Night Watchman. So I'm going to go with Dringotts. I think he's uh, extremely ready to win. He was good against the pattern last time. Uh, he's in the last in uh, Sydney. So if we're in a better strike, let's pad up and get him in. And... This SMS is quite good. Uh, Gator, surely it's third time lucky for Tom Kitten this weekend. Ah, oh, look. He's been the better of the day, the last two. He's been the best run in the race. But the bookies have held our money. Tab have held our money. So I just said to him during the week, just hang on to my money until Saturday and I'll get it all back. He's a good thing? Oh, well, he's, he brings himself undone, really. Um, Where's he going to be in the run but, from gate one? Well, I thought he'd pop the up last time. He drew three, didn't he? Ended up, you know, 12 lengths off him, or eight, and then lost it on the turn. Still stormed home somehow. It's just, I don't know how this thing's getting beaten, but he is, um, and that's the racing game. But I just think if you get the answer right and the best athlete most of the time, you're still rewarded more often than not. Uh, SMS is flowing through. Hey, Gator, is sequestered the best bet of the day in Sydney? Uh, no, because Tom Kitten is, in my very, very humble, but uh, sequestered is flying this prep. I think she'll, she's ready for the mile now, um, and uh, she's in a, a, a winnable race, a benchmark race. She does come across as a bottom-end sort of stakes-class girl at this stage, so I think she's well-graded. Just creeping up in the weight, sure, but she's doing that because she's running well and winning. And um, I think she's top pick, but um, I'm not as effusive as, as your listener there. $2.80 favourite in race four in Sydney. Um, have you been able to get your head around these two-year-olds in the English banner? <laughs> well, I thought, I just hope this uh, blue stratum mm. gets a run because uh, it's the best trial I've seen, um, you know, in, in this two-year-old season, Melbourne and Sydney. Raced away, wasn't ridden at all. Beautiful action on the horse and ran clearly the fastest time of the morning, like by a long, long way, and wasn't even ridden. So... Look, I'm not a big punter in these early trial races anymore. I used to be when I was younger, but um, I'll certainly back Blue Stratum if it runs. Uh, Gator, what do you think of uh, Snowman in race seven, the Vars at the Valley? Oh, I think they're heading to Sydney, from what I hear, uh, in the, um, the $2 million race, Spring the Champion. calendar present. Oh, yeah. the calendar present, oh, no, right. Yeah, race nine. So um, we'll all pitch in and get your computer in there, mate. Should be good. Uh, but Snowman is... Um, yeah, he's, he's quite promising. I think he's a winning hope in that the Sydney race. If they do happen to change their mind and stay in Melbourne, he was my top pick for that race. What about, uh, is Verdad getting in a bit tight, $2.70? He's got the um, the very good stut stakes and the guineas form lines. Uh, are you willing to take two seventy in the Vars for him? Yeah, I am. Uh, without Snowman there, assuming he doesn't run. Um, Air Assault looks the only real danger. I, think, I don't think Port Lockroy will run the trip out strongly. Um, so if he can beat our assault, I think he can win. He can run down that horse. He'll probably lead. Um, so the pattern will know. Level playing field, I think I'm confident that that's the one to beat. Yeah. A pullier in that race uh, on the backup, do you give it any chance? Uh, not out of it. Um, where are we? Uh, fifth pick. and um, Yeah, not, not hope. It hasn't had much to go right of late, in fairness. Yep. Uh, uh, David Gately, a uh, question here. 
Um, I'm just trying to find it on the SMS machine. It was in regards to uh, that horse that won really well, Arctic Glamour of uh, Gerald Ryan's. Do you want to... Uh, basically, it was saying, is Arctic Glamour another good bet this Saturday? But just having a look at its price, it's it's $2.10. She's skinny, isn't she? She's pretty smart, though, I think. I liked that win last time. The horse that beat I got a lot of time for... Um, third was uh, Broadcaster, who would have run by now, which was race nine, Sydney. So you get a further guide on that. I think Broadcaster's down to run at the Valley. and um, Yeah, so, look, she's going to be hard to beat from gate one. I think um, I think Namesake's way over the odds here at 10 to 1 to beat it. And Snowman's there as well. So it's not a gimme. I think she's a bit thin, um, beating-wise, but I'm a fan. Hey, Gator, you're picking Fangirl to run a great race, but knocking Zaki, who was beaten at home this prep and just finished behind at last start. Mm, yeah, there wasn't much between them, was there? So, um, gap between runs, Zaki, as a, as a now 10-year-old. That, that's my reasoning, but, you know, if I got it right every time, uh, I'd, um, yeah, it'd be, I'd be more confident, but I don't. But that's my view, and that's why I see the race. Hey, Gator, is there a danger for Imperatras? Um, well, we thought Riff Rocket was <laughs> the best thing since sliced bread mm. last week, and he got beaten, so... Um, they can all get beaten, can't they? But uh, on paper, I don't know. She just sailed by Giga Kick. She sailed by Asphora. And they've come out and... Well, Giga Kick's won an Everest and Asphora's come out and won brilliantly. Uh, 1,200 probably suits her even better than 1,100. I, I just can't see a knock there. Gee, this is only a small field in the Crystal Mile, but it's an intriguing race. Tuvalu... Um Races so well at the Valley. He's drawn to get a, a control the tempo. Antino's racing out of its skin. And, and what do you do with Prowess second up? The Kiwi, who most would have had it a good chance at a Cox Plate at the start of the, the spring before it's set back. Yeah, and even Banker's Choice. You make a really good case there as well. So um, tough around those four. Um, yeah, we need, uh, we need one on top. And I've landed on Antino. He comes up to wait for age. But, look, I'm using a horse called Attrition as my guide. He was obviously beaten a lip by that horse in the track. Gave him a half kilo. It's the exact same weight differential to Valu. And when he was behind attrition, a weight for age prior to that. So it um, doesn't always work out that way, but it does give us a chance to, to line them up. Um, so happy with Antino on top. Prowess was good first up. She just lost that race on the turn in New Zealand. She sent a dip into going. Um, she's beaten La Creek, you know. So that girl was a hot favourite for a Meyer Classic. So she's the other winning hope in Banker's Choice. I can make a case for as well. So, yeah, look, good race. Hey, Michael, can you ask Ada his thoughts on Medatsu, race seven at Randwick on Saturday? Uh, where are we? Medatsu. Um, you don't often catch me out, but you have here. Um, and the spring champion, yeah, look, ex-Kiwi. Yeah. Yeah, look I, think, look, I think this race is all about... Tom Kitten, and to a lesser extent, Cap Ferrat, who we thought would be a big value improver last start. He was 61 into 25 to 1 and, and ran third. I think Ravello's a possible derby horse, comes through the same race. And Raff Attack led and won that race, and it's not as if he dawdled in the lead. So I just think it's the stronger form. Um, but again, look, I never talk you out of anything, especially at a nice price like that horse is. Uh all right, this is where we've been really wanting to drill down because uh, you've been around the mark with the world-famous parlay. Um, are you playing in Sydney or Melbourne this week? No, we'll hit to Sin City. Um, parlay 2-3 win, race 7, Tom Kitten. 
Race 9, Espiona, back to Mayor's grade. And race 10, Gringotts to bring us home. All right, so we're playing in Sydney. Let me just get my computer, as you like to say. Mm. Uh, race 7, because you don't give numbers out. Race 7, number 2, Tom Kitten, uh, $2.30. Race 9, uh, number... Uh, which one was it in race 9 again? Um, uh, Espiona. Espiona in race number... No, it's not race 9, Espiona, is oh. it? Espiona's race, race 8. eight. <laughs> my bad. Race 8, number 2. Uh, and then in race number 10, uh, we've got – you've totally confused me now. Who have you got? Gringotts, Gringotts number four. four. So race seven, two. Race eight, two. Race ten, four is the parlay in Sydney. Because Melbourne's the centre of the universe, Gator, it's Cox Plate Day. Give me a couple of your best things at the Valley on Saturday as well. All right. Wish all last my best bet. I think, um, yeah, she can win again. She was strong at the mile last time, beat Barbie's Fox. Good roughy and right to party. We've touched on her. Um Outside of those, I'm certainly going to back for Dad, especially if Snowman heads to uh, to Sydney. And in the last, I think there's a good roughie, a horse called Loose on Gin, who was about $17 at last look. He's 16 bucks. Real, yeah, I think it's a really competitive race, but um, I'll be surprised if it doesn't measure up at a big price there. I like that. So uh, race 10, number six, Loose on Gin, which by that time could be an omen bet. Uh, it's uh, a $16 chance from the Matty Williams stable. Race four, uh, number eight, right to party. Good value as well, $12. And then race three, number two, Wishlaw Lass at $2.30. And uh, Gator is tipping in the Cox Plate on Saturday. Uh, he thinks it's a very open race, but he's sticking with the Hong Kong champ, Romantic Warrior, to win the Cox Plate as well. Uh, just a couple of quick ones that have come through. Uh, race one, can we start the day with Taunting in the first, Gator? Geez, he's a bit thin, isn't he? I had trouble with the race. 220. Um, yeah, I, I thought he was really good winning last time. and um, So I've got him on top, but I, I thought closer to 280 would have been um, more like it. Uh, and one more. Uh, I just heard the tab guys say they're going to take on Sky Bird at Mooney Valley on Saturday. What's Gator's thoughts? Look, I've got her on top. I, I don't love the draw, so I can see what um, If it is an on-pace inside day, she's probably in a bit of strife. Um, but, gee, I thought she was terrific last time. Plenty of substance on the clock from her as well. So, um, yeah, I've, I've gone her way, uh, but I can see what they're thinking in a really competitive way. David Gately, uh, I look forward to working with you in about an hour. Uh, make sure you watch Road to the Melbourne Cup Carnival on Channel 10 uh, Friday night and uh, Saturday morning. We'll give you all the Cox Plate winners as well. Good punting from you, and I can't wait for your post-mortem on Monday. It's going to be fascinating to see how this weekend plays out, especially with the Cox Plate. Gator? Yeah, look, loving the ratings on Road to the Cup. They've just snuck us in right in peak hour. Um, uh, peak's about a midnight show. But, uh, look, it's a lot of fun, and uh, we'll have some fun this Arvo, and can't wait for Saturday. Got to hide your head somewhere. Uh, Gator, see you soon. David Gately with yeah. all of his selections.